Hey everyone, so I previously talked about interracial friendships and today I want to talk about interracial relationships, romantic relationships. Um, obviously I've been watching the news with uh, the royal family and uh, Meghan and Harry uh, leaving or stepping back from their royal duties. So uh, I just wanted to talk about it. So I'm not a royal watcher. I am, um, you know, low, very little about uh, the royal family and their duties and what they do. Obviously, as a Canadian, you know, we're part of the Commonwealth and we generally just have like a background noise in our lives of, you know, the monarchy and how that works. Um, but uh, I admit, I don't know if I have to admit that, but um, I watched the um, wedding, the royal wedding with when uh, the Duke and Duchess of Sussex got married and, you know, as a black woman, it was fascinating. I was like, yay, this is, you know, different, new, modern uh, take. It's interesting, uh, this sort of love story unfolding. So, you know, I did, I didn't wake up really early. I think I watched the highlights of it. Um, but yeah, it caught my attention. I was fascinated. So that was a couple of years ago. And, um, you know, I also heard, um, again, as a person in the world, <laughs> just about the racism that they were facing while they were dating together. And then, of course, um, after they were married. And um, it's not surprising. I don't think anybody uh, is surprised. You know, I've you know read some articles about this and people were saying any black woman who's even you know slightly seriously dated a white guy uh knows <laughs> what uh you know Megan is facing and um this question of oh you know was it racism that drove them out all this negative press um and the answer is 100% yes um and the problem with interracial relationships, particularly, um, I'm, I have a lot to say about this, but for today, I'm just going to focus on uh, the Megan and Harry. So the problem with interracial relationships, particularly when a white man falls in love with a black woman, is this, that white people can't believe that he truly loves a black woman simply because she's black. It doesn't matter uh, who she is as a person, no matter how many great, wonderful things she does. It's this, a white man is incapable of loving a black person because they are an inferior being. That is the definition of racism and how it applies to people's disbelief of interracial romantic relationships. So 
Um, it also, you know, I briefly talked about, you know, what do they have in common for people in interracial friendships? But uh, the very basic idea that uh, this black woman is undeserving of a white man's love is the crux of the issue here. So people, you know, they're trying to put all these different spins on it. They're trying to paint a different picture of, you know, why uh, she doesn't quite fit in, um, why, you know, they're not suitable to be, you know, how awful and evil and wicked she is. And it's uh, because of their hatred of black women is so deep that they probably are not even aware that this is the real reason why they can't imagine them together, why they can't imagine that they'd be a good pair, that he's good for, uh, that she is good for him, that, you know, they are an actual couple deep in love. Um, it's, they, they're not even aware that they've been taught and told their entire lives that they deeply believe that black women are not as good as white women so they're trying to fabricate reasons to make them uh why it's okay because nobody nowadays you know um especially in the united kingdom they want to you know imagine that they're progressive and accepting and you know um Inter they integrate people into their you know lives it's sort of unfashionable to be racist so they they can't understand they just don't want to understand they don't want to truly dig down deep look inwardly and say is it because she's black yes it is so the um the the imagining so I would say to people that can't understand this very basic point is the fact that you truly believe that a black woman is not worthy of a royal person. You know, you know, not just any black woman is deemed unfit, an unfit partner for a white man, but especially a special uh, royal one. Um, you know, it, it's mind blowing to racist people, and so the flip side of this is if um, it was a white woman that he married and she was facing the same sort of criticism obviously you know if she couldn't eat avocados without criticism and all these kinds of things um, then and he said you know what I'm stepping back I'm giving up the potential crown and I'm choosing love it would have been a much different reaction. I believe it. Believe that, you know, everyone would be, the tabloids would be saying, oh my goodness, how romantic. A true prince. Love conquers all. They wouldn't be saying that she forced him to give up his crown. She's breaking up the family. They would never say this. It would all be about love. Love, love, love. Oh, love conquers all. He's obviously deeply in love. And so, the idea that the love of a black woman isn't worth anything, let alone giving up something of value, um, because you know black women are lesser. There, there, there's, um, there's that 
Um, and it's instead, you know, she's blamed for having a very human reaction to being criticized for just being, just being black, um, just being who she is. She's ruining the monarchy, you know, all that garbage. And, um, you know, people just are doing this because they don't want to confront the ugly side of themselves. They don't want to confront the truth. The truth is they don't like her because she's black. And um, they they truly just don't believe that she deserves a position in the royal family. Um, but it's it's about race. It's always about race. And they know it. They know it. So the second piece of, you know, the Meghan and Harry issue is that um, there's all about this prove it, prove it's racism. And, you know, I've talked about this before in the past, just about there's racism is the new face, has a new face. It's more subtle and it's way more dangerous because people... um, can use it as a tool this subtle this subtlety and so you know people are looking for burning crosses but that doesn't um, exist anymore in such a in large quantities anymore it's going under the radar that the racism isn't so um forward anymore and it's this prove it defense is used by racists because they know that they're operating within their privilege to escape uh, punishment and detection. They know how to, you know, feign ignorance over, you know, offensive things that they've said and, you know, be, oh, shocked the history of, you know, uh, uh, calling, you know, um, a child of color comparing it to like a monkey is so shocking they've never heard that and I'm like then you're stupid okay because obviously you failed uh the the task of being a human being because you've lived in such a sheltered ignorant world that you don't even know not just about black history but you're ignoring white history too so you're just being ignorant of yourself if you're pretending that you've never you don't understand why that's such an offensive disgusting thing to say so i'd be like congratulations you're a moron you're either a racist or you're an idiot choose the two things you know choose one of the two things and um you know i always say and think that i don't have to prove anything I don't have to prove anything. If I say it's racist, then it's a racist with a capital R. It is gospel. Stop trying to prove your innocence, which is fake, by the way, and open up your ears and your heart and listen and learn. You know, racism and the experience of people that experience racism isn't a mathematic equation. There isn't, um, you know, some sort of thing we have to, like, do a proof for. I don't have to prove nothing. If I say it is, then it is. And, you know, there's a qualitative measure of racism. That's what it is. It's a quality. It's not a quantity. It can't be counted and proofed like math. It's qualitative. And, you know, the only voice that matters on the issue is the wronged party. You know, it's not for, you know, white people to say prove it. And you, 
they can't even begin to to understand how privileged it is to say prove it no no I ain't proven it I said it that's the proof and you know it's the same thing with you know sexism and homophobia it's just the response is no if I say it then it is that's how it is and if you are truly wanting to be better part of part of this progress and you know you want to learn how to be an ally to people of color then when we say something is racist stop trying to dig into it and be like oh well I just I don't understand it is our voice is the one that matters and when we say it is stamp it it's approved just know that you can have never begin to comprehend how we know it we feel it like air like wind in the air we feel it and it's not being overly sensitive it is there it is real and you just have to listen to your brothers and sisters of color when we say it is a real thing so to end um i'm gonna say that you know as a young black girl i never believed in fairy tales i never saw myself in them you know i never um i was a realist as a kid you know i <laughs> saw the the blonde hair and the princess thing and i was like that ain't me um <laughs> and, uh, you know i was a, a very shockingly uh logical child but yeah i didn't um believe in fairy tales um but I have to say that, you know, seeing uh, Megan and Harry and their love in action, I finally do. I believe in fairy tales. So, you know, thanks for that. And um, I just wanted to say welcome to Canada, Harry, Megan, and Archie. What, what, Canada? And uh, congratulations on choosing a happier life, standing up and shedding light on racism in its new form. Um, very important work. Sorry that you have to do it. Um, but yeah, congratulations and welcome to Canada. That's it, everyone. I'll talk to you next time. Bye.